Hey, what's happening, good people? This is your boy, Marvin Shaw, host of the Beard Always Wins podcast. And tonight, we have an ensemble cast. Of course, you got me and Ryan, but we also got my man, Double K, Keep Kitchen. We got Sean, And uh, look, tonight, we're going to talk about any and everything. And uh, once again, want to give a shout out to the uh, good people at LT Stogies. Listen, Premier uh cigar brand that's on the rise just go to ltstogies.com and matter of fact if you need more inside information joseph moore who might be joining the program a little bit later he'll give you a little bit more insight on that also shout out to the tracy thompson insurance agency also to lashonda wells listen if you got anything that you're trying to promote or you just need somebody to help you boost your brand lashonda wells you can find her on instagram and also also uh tanny sweet empire uh, right now she's back in, I want to say the Virginia area. Listen, if you need somebody to make a cake, that wedding cake, or even just, you know, you've been married for some time, you want to surprise your wife, get a good cake. Listen, Tanny Sweet Empire. And with that being said, listen, we're going to have Keith. He's going to start us off because he got some, listen, it, I'm telling you, it's just, just listen now. Just listen, just listen. Go ahead, Keith. So, uh, before we actually went live on air, um, I premised the discussion with the recent Isaiah Thomas interview concerning his legacy and how it relates to Michael Jordan. So we all know, uh, being babies of the 70s and 80s, that you know Michael Jordan dominated the era when we were growing up. There was really no bigger star during that time in our era when we actually started focusing on sports than Michael Jordan. However, Isaiah Thomas was posed with the question that um, how did it feel to have to chase Michael Jordan? And some people took, you know, his answer uh, the wrong way, I think. I think they took it out of context. Isaiah Thomas pretty much alluded to the fact, and I think I think it's a fact. He alluded to the fact that he was not chasing Michael Jordan. In fact, he interpreted it as really Michael Jordan was chasing him. And I, I kind of agree with that because if you look at the timeline of Michael Jordan being drafted in 84, now in terms of chronological age, they're only two years apart in terms of age. Mm-hmm. But Isaiah was taught, was drafted about a few years before MJ. So essentially when Isaiah came into the league, the league was dominated by Dr. J, Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Michael Thompson, Byron Scott, Kareem, you know, the, the full Lakers squad. Then, of course, you had Robert Parrish, uh, Dennis Johnson, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and the Celtics. Those were really the superstars of the 80s. And then you can even throw in Charles Barkley. Those were really, that was the 80s. Those were the teams that was dominating in the 80s. And then you bring in Michael Jordan drafted in 84. So Isaiah Thomas was like, I wasn't chasing MJ. MJ was not on the radar. He was a star at UNC coming out of college. But you know, back in those days, they didn't really give credence to the guy coming out of college. It's like, oh, okay, another guy that can put up 30 points. Big deal. Yeah. You know, we've seen that in Clyde Drexler. We've seen that in other players. He's just a scorer. Isaiah was like, I'm looking at the guys who win in championships. No, Michael Jordan ain't on, my, ain't on my radar. So a lot of people took that as a jab. But I was like, no, it goes back to what your brother said earlier prior to going live is that um, some folks took it as a jab because Isaiah Thomas rubs a lot of people the wrong way. <laughs> the Detroit Pistons rub a lot of people the wrong way. I, I agree. But, but when you look at the fact of it all, that man actually made some valid points. Like, I, 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 I really agree with you. Like When I sit back and you think about it, um, at that point in time, it was the Celtics, the Lakers, 
um, the Pistons. Uh, Dr. J was a little earlier, you know. Earlier, yeah. But other than that, like, I think they got Detroit knocked them out the playoffs um, like three years in a row, four years in a row. Correct. Um, I can even pull up the stat sheet on that. Like, they, they knocked them out. Like, I think uh, – yeah, I, I don't I, – I agree with Isaiah, but the thing about it is that nobody really likes Isaiah except for Detroit, <laughs> you know, Pistons fans. Um, That's true. So it's always going to be like, okay, he's coming off as hating, you know, he's still mad about the Dream Team snub and all of that stuff. And we could go on into that as well. Um, but – Overall, man, he's telling the truth. Like, he yeah. wasn't. Why would you chase somebody without rings? Exactly. That's why us at Lionel was saying we were chasing. Hey, we were chasing Tipton. Nah, we were. <laughs> hey, we were chasing. Hey, I got another. Uh, I got another point of view about it too. It's, it's more than the All Star game. So, more you a bull dog fan, right? Yeah. Imagine you go to the Florida Gators, mm-hmm. right? Now you've been playing four years, beating the uh, the the Bulldogs, and then your last year, you know what I mean. You end up losing. Well, you from Georgia? Same thing with Isaiah Thomas. He's from Chicago. A lot of people don't know that, but he's from Chicago. So people in Chicago hate you. They hate you. So not only the All Star thing. I think the All Star game was the tipping point. But the fact that here you are, a Chicago native, Michael Jordan, not. And everybody in Chicago hates you. <laughs> so it's like, I think, I think them feelings coming from that is is more than just the All Star thing. It's, it's you know, you you know your, your hometown choosing this other guy over you that you used to be all the time. Very good point. So that's that's how I see it. All right, hey Sean, what you got? I think Isaiah is is right in that aspect. And I think Isaiah, the reason why people don't like him is because of the dirty play and the notion that he's a poor sportsman because he did not shake hands with the Bulls after they had dethroned them. Now, Jordan did work hard to beat this man. He went to the weight room. He beat him fair and square. I mean, at least you could have shook the man's hand. So I think that's why he get a bad rep, rep for that situation. And you guys did forget to mention during that era too, the Milwaukee Bucks. Don't forget about them too. They was yeah. nice back then right. too. Yeah. They was nice too. back then too. They was actually better than the Bulls. Cleveland, Larry Nance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland Nance. was better too. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland then was better, good too back then. Right. Uh, Craig Elo, Mark Price. Yeah, yeah they, they, they was not a uh, hot Rod Williams. They was not. You're right. Yeah, they was nice too. So, but Jordan then was just building though. They was they was just building a team. Pippen had just gotten the league a few years, so they was just building a team. So Jordan was just the youngster trying to come yeah. up. You know what I mean? I mean, right. Jordan couldn't be no All Star Celtics by itself. Come on, nobody can do that, man. All about four of them dudes is in the is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I just think I just, I just think that dirty play, uh, tackling people, knocking people out of the air, and, 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 and they unapologetically did. Like if you ask Larry Beer today about that. Like they asked him recently when the uh, when the uh, what's that uh, series came out, the documentary came out. He was unapologetic about it and everything. So it, I think it's just the tone and the context how they come across because they come across like it ain't no like oh yeah he was a good player 
and we just beat them. It don't come off like that. It come off as like, yeah, we killed them. He was terrible. That's how I come off when they talk. So, yeah, yeah like, it's because if you hear Jordan talk about him on a documentary, that he don't like them. And when they talk about him, you can see it in their comments. They don't like him either. So you can see it. It go both ways. Sean, I would even add, interestingly enough, when we talk about the hatred between the old rivalry of Chicago and Detroit, these are grown men. These men fit this somewhere <laughs> six years old, and they still, you can still see the hate. You can still see the hate. Like, bro, yeah, we, that's we, what I'm we, I mean, we all know about rivalry growing up in Bad Austin. We know, okay, growing up in Bad Austin, I, I did not like Bad Austin at all. I hated him. Yeah. But now I can say that I'm actually good friends with a lot of folks who went to Fight Austin now that I got grown. I mean, a lot of that beef is over with. But you're talking yeah. about grown men now who still, you look at that documentary, the Bulls uh, documentary just recently come out. You can still see the tension. It's still there. They still yeah. like, to this day, if they would actually pass it, there might be some smoke. So, I mean, yeah. that's just going to show how heated it was between them two. Yeah, like some things I could say, like rivalries just never die. Like even now, like I ride past somebody, they got a falling gator tag. I ain't letting them over. Like, nah, nah, nah. Hey, man, I'll tell you right now, I ain't letting them over. Like, no, I'm, 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 a, I'm look at you. I'm gonna look straight ahead. Oh, I'm gonna look straight ahead, and then you go see my bulldog tag when I get in front of you. Oh man, really? So you, you really want all smoke? Yeah, I want it all. I want it all. Uh, I ain't like if I know I got to stop in Gainesville, I purposely put on my bulldog hat. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so um, so yeah, the rivalry back then it's heated. You know, um, I still don't. I I think like if Bill and Ben and Charles Barkley ever seen each other, I think they'd be ready right. to fight. Uh, that's that's tight. Yeah, and it's crazy. And you know who else was good? Uh, Indiana was actually pretty good too. They were. They had a pretty decent team. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I don't think Isaiah's wrong. I think he's absolutely correct. People just don't like it because hey, they talk, just we talking about my. But hey, I want to add one more thing. In, in, in the way Isaiah, when they ask him about the Jordan and LeBron comparison. See, I don't know if he honestly feels LeBron is better or is he just saying that because he wants to take it's something from a jab, yeah, a jab yeah. at it's Jordan. A that, see, I, I don't know if he really thinks that because he can say they did beat the Bulls, but, bro, Jordan put up numbers on y'all. Yeah. Even though he lost, he put up numbers. You couldn't guard him. Don't act like you right. were just killing the man. You weren't doing that. Now, y'all was, y'all was hey, but, him up, but he was doing y'all. Hey, but, <laughs> but I, I got a question, though. I got a question, because I feel like a lot of people biased. You you talk about how dirty Detroit was, but Charles Oakley highlight tape is him being dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of hey. I'm not a fan of him. Hey, don't forget Mason. Mason, too. But yeah. not, oh, Xavier McDaniel? Xavier McDaniel too. <laughs> Mason and Mason, Oakley and John Stark will fight you on the court. And Patrick yeah. But bro, listen, after this, I, I, I <laughs> encourage you all to type in Charles Oakley highlights. He made a total. <laughs> he makes a total of four shots. Like it, it. Like four shots. That's all he makes is four shots. Uh. 
In one mm-hmm. game, how much? How many points he had? They had thirty-eight points, career high. They dropped thirty-seven points. Yeah, that's his career high. But his highlights is nothing but hard fouls, <laughs> punches, and arguments. <laughs> yep, and like he, he made a total of four shots and three you know of them was, was two were layups, one was a putback, like and one was a little jumper. I like Oakley because Oakley. Might have been. I ain't gonna say might have been. He went the first because Bill ain't been them boys. I don't know who was really first, but he embraced that image though. Yeah, he embraced yeah, he the did. image of like, He really knew. I'm, y'all know when I go ahead and tip off, I'm not here to score no points. I really, I don't really care if I get rebounds. I just want to beat people up. I want to beat people up all night, and it's really what he did. I His think- whole career. Was- <laughs> Beating folk up on the court. I think Charles Charles Oakley misses calling. I think he really would have been like a Hall of Famer def- defensive end outside uh, linebacker. Like I think he misses calling <laughs> just a little bit. But, uh, but but anyway anyway speaking of killing folks, um, your boy Roderick Davis. That's his name. Gucci Mane. We got Gucci. Oh, yeah. Gucci yeah. versus Jeezy. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not a. I've never been a big fan of Gucci. He'll come up with a hit every now and then. Uh, I think Jeezy just gonna take it. I, I don't. I don't think. I. I, I don't. I, I think. I agree. So let me give you my spill on this on the whole versus battle tomorrow. Um, I, I agree with you. I think Jeezy gonna win it. But I'll also say, I can't say I'm a diehard fan of either either rapper. That's not my style of hip hop. Yeah. And I think my style of hip hop, if you go back to high school, we were just talking about outcasts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think our era of hip hop was when it became cool to be smart. And when I say it became cool to be smart, when you grow up and you know, okay, hip hop started, of course, in the Bronx. But of course, it migrated, and here we are today with it being a multi billion dollar industry where everybody cashes in on it. But it started out in the South, and I think the South, um, and we're talking about Gucci, and I'm going to bring it full circle. The South actually came into the game begging for a seat at the table. And it's like, when we finally got a seat at the table, you can look at Two Live Crew, you can look at UGK, you can look at Ghetto Boys, who really were some of the pioneers in the South. And then you get into Outkast, yeah. and they're good enough. And that's when you get more of the conscious element where you have folks really spitting. And I mean, really talking about have some good social commentary in their music. And then you fast forward. You fast forward to, and this is no knock on T.I. because I think T.I. is one of the most eloquent, um, versatile MCs of our era. T.I. is dope, don't get me wrong. But when trap music came, it opened the door to a whole other window of other stuff too. Yeah. So T.I. is the king of trap music. However, when that door got kicked down for trap music, well, that's when you brought in the Jesus, you brought in the Guaps, you brought in the franchise boys. You brought in all these other t- big t-shirt wearing dudes, Lil John Eastside boys. <laughs> all these dudes, <laughs> the only bars they could really string together were like monkey bars because, not large and far, there was nothing clever. There was nothing intellectual about their message. Yeah. I mean, credit to the producer. Yeah. They all had nasty beats. They beats were nasty. It was like kudos to the producer. Good job. You you go you you a king on that drum machine. But when it came time for somebody to really spit and really say something worth, you know, having a decent conversation about, it's like, uh, you sold dope for twenty years. No way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, hey, let, let me go. Let, let me go. Go for it, Ryan. This I, your I, era. This 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 this, I, so, this your era. All right, so let me so let me 
let me go next. Let me go next. So speaking of wanting to get a seat at the table, right? You said that. I think it's safe to say that Atlanta got the table. Now they do. Yeah. They got the table. Yeah, now they got the table. And they've been controlling the table for what, the past 20 years? Touch on, but well, y'all didn't touch on either. Was 
Besides 50 Cent, Jesus, because 50 Cent was a, was a, was a mixtape king at one point, but he used to go over yeah. other people's beats. Jesus was actually one of the first people I know was making original songs and made a, the mixtape really like an app. Like what you see now, everybody dropping a mixtape, that formula, yeah. Jeezy started. Like that, that's yeah, the yeah. formula. He the first one I know that really got signed like Yeah. Yeah, what, what was it? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. So Jeezy started something, a formula that, that, that's yeah. still used today. The Gangsta Grill. Still used today. Yeah. I mean, he made DJ Drama. He made DJ drama. I mean, and, and, th- and this is a this is a point that I bring up to people all the time. I never heard of Gucci Man until So Icy. I saw. I only listened to that joint because Jeezy was on it. I never heard of Jeezy. I mean, uh, Gucci and that's before that. Before that, I'm not. I, 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 and I'm and not saying he made he made he made Gucci. But I never heard of him until that till, till then. I never heard a song from him or nothing until then. And yeah, that's that's exactly yeah, where the beat started right. from. But I never I never heard a song from a uh, song or anything before that. So yeah. I, I I would have to go with with, with, Jeezy, with Jeezy on that. And then you got like the Trap or Die mixtape. You got the uh, Trap yeah. It Ain't Dead. Mixtape. I mean, he got, he got a bunch of mixtapes. Like, like Jeezy, like Gucci got a lot of mixtape hits, but not really a lot, a lot of actual albums. He don't, he don't have no zero classic albums. You can't name me a classic album from from Gucci at all. Uh, Jeezy probably has at least two, maybe, and he probably has at least two or three classic mixtapes. So I'm just saying, music wise, I just know what I put on used to come on at David Buster at Happy Hour. Yeah. <laughs> David Buster really was not David Buster. And David then, Buster. And, this is the club. Hey, I, I, I went on Dip Road. Hey, when I just live on Dip Road, they turned us to the club at five o'clock. <laughs> hey, when I put on came on, it was a rap. My president is black. Yeah. What about yeah, my president is black? Yeah, it was a rap. Look, and then, and then you gotta look at this too. Nas a feature and a Jay Z feature. Oh, oh, Gucci got this. I was about to say, Gucci. He do not got this. Nah. He do. That's a lyricist. Yeah. We talking about lyricists. Who respect his craft? I would be enough to get on the song with him. It's two different people. You got like the streets, like though. I say I, I give it to Jeezy on that, on the on the industry. But as far as that, who got the the, the lock on the streets, man? I, I gotta give the, uh, Gucci on that. But that's not answering the question when it comes down to the versus battle, yeah. Okay, let me ask y'all this question, right? Let me ask y'all this question. Um, so if you take out Fifty Cent, right? Take out Fifty Cent because he, he automatically wins. Who had like the best debut album since Fifty Cent? Since Fifty, who had the best Ooh. debut? If I had, I'm well, having several because I can't just pick one. I gotta be Jeezy, right? Jeezy, I don't know. 50, I can't right? Jeezy, man, you talking about debut album since Fifty, like up to current time? Yeah. Dude, I mean, you let's look at Crit. I'm a big Crit fan. If you look at Crit, was here classic. Um, that's his one. first album. You look at Kendrick. Look at Kendrick album. That first album, Kendrick first album, yeah. was classic. Um, I mean, I, it's several folks who I can say had a classic first album. I'm not a huge Drake fan. I'm not, but I'll even throw Drake in. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a big Drake fan at all. But his first album was considered a classic. Wait, so far gone. Yeah. 
His first album was considered a classic by me. I'll give I'll that to Drake. Drake did have a classic. Jeezy had it. I think Jeezy's after uh, 50 Cent, so Jeezy had a classic. Yeah. We, we already so know that. Um, you can throw in that mix. Yeah. You might just say Future first album was classic, too. You might just say that. I mean, yeah, yeah, hey, I, hey, you right. You right. Yeah, you might just say that. That That's Dungeon Family all the way, so I can't get that. But the only thing, yeah, yeah. But what's the thing got like? I don't think nothing touching that Jeezy album. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Jeezy might. That's what I'm saying. That's not. I know y'all don't. That don't even give you 19 songs. I like Phil Mob. Phil Mob's first album was was good. That was, but Phil Mob was pre fifty. Jeezy, look. Ludacris, what about Ludacris? Right, Ludacris after? No, Ludacris was before. Oh, Ludacris was like two thousand. I was about to say, cause that first album was crazy. Like, and, 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 and you get to create your own shoe. That's what that shoe look look. It look like. 
<laughs> Dude, his daddy, it's almost like Suge Knight said, his daddy want to be all in front of the video dancing and stuff. It ain't about you, man. It's about your son. So his daddy took more line like this than Lonzo. He just like, like Suge Knight. He ain't nobody here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like the other dude, the other kid, uh, was it Lamelo? The middle, yeah. like he didn't even get drafted. I don't know why. I don't know who told him to come out of school, but he he needed all yeah. four years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was too short, but he could. But you gotta remember, like, he got kicked out of school. He got kicked out. He was locked up in China. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, steel and stuff. Yeah, some Gucci glasses. So he got he got kicked out. So he couldn't go back to a D one college. That's right. So that's yeah, why he had a choice. They probably knock off too. In China, yeah, he's he like never knock off too. <laughs> and I think he was too short to be a power forward. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he did have the ball skills to play the two or the. The one, so. yeah. I thought he was lazy too. I thought he was a little lazy because because just looking at his body, he did, he, did a, he, he had like a like a Paul Pierce body, but like you know, like Paul Pierce looked like he just never worked out. But he, but when he got on the court, he was quick, he was agile, he could do everything. But that dude just looked like he worked out and worked at nothing. He, he, he didn't look like he worked out. Like he just showed up. That's another one. He should have played football too. <laughs> he could have been Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, like like it's it's a, it's a couple. Of, matter of fact, let me ask y'all this question here, right? Um, and kind of trans because like boxing. Um, I don't know if y'all watched the fight, but uh, Bud Crawford knocked out uh, Kell Brook. Um, Kell Brook solid, solid welterweight. Um, Canadian, right? No, he's uh, English, British, British. Yeah, British. Uh, knocked him out. But somebody was was asking posing the question because now the controversy with. Uh, Tuscaloosa's own, I think Deontay Wilder is saying yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I met him a couple times too, by the way. He's yeah. saying that Tyson Fury had loaded gloves. He said Mark Breland, his trainer, has uh, spiked his drink, his water, and that's the reason why he lost. So let me ask y'all this question. Like Donald Trump. It's 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 a two part. Yep, he is Trump and <laughs> Trump and things. Two part question, here, right? <laughs> so so. Do you feel like the we won't ever really get the next great American heavyweight because they either playing basketball or football? And what do you make of Deontay Wilder's comments? All right, so I I live in Tuscaloosa, so I feel, and I've met the guy twice. Me and my daughter met him at Publix about three years ago. Wow. And the, yeah, the guy is actually huge. Hands, two of my hands equal one of his fists. I mean, dude's huge. Great human being, does a lot for the community. But I will say the first, I'll be the first to say that was a sucker move. That's a sucker move. You don't go out there and say, oh, they they, they spiked my drink. Um, they did all this to me. No, man, you got whooped, dog. Be real. You got whooped. And I'm a, I'm a Deontay fan. And it hurt my heart to watch him get beat like that. Because the first time he got beat by Tyson Fury, I was like, man, it's just because he need to go get he need to actually develop some boxing skills. Yeah. He was lucky. Yeah, to get he was not lucky to get the draw the first. I had I had yeah, Tyson Fury winning that fight. Correct. I did too. He's not a boxer. My heart was for Fury. I mean it was for Wilder, simply because we from we live in Tuscaloosa, black man representing the culture. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm all for that. Let's go. And when I saw the way Tyson Fury beat him, it was like you're going to lose the second one too, homeboy. I knew that going into it. So, in my opinion, for a man who has held the belt as long as he had, 
Had he gracefully bowed out, gracefully shut his mouth, gracefully possibly went on to retirement, you know, we would have had him in a whole different light. But when you take that road and you start talking about, oh, they cheated, you really are pulling a trump if you want to be, if you want to think about it full circle. You lost, now you're going to say we cheated. So it's like, hmm, that's the punk move, if you ask me. <laughs> you have to lose a lot of credit. No, so. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still respect this. I'm a cow. That's for the punk move, though. Yeah. So what you got, Sean? What you think? O'Brien, oh, who you got? I I I think I think I think I think that uh yeah I'm I'm with uh Keith on this one man like I I think I think that uh he took a, the the bad route when he said his his glove was spiked because me you know a boxer I know they check your gloves before the fight they do all this stuff make sure you ain't got nothing loaded in your gloves and all this kind of stuff before the fight the ref come into your uh, locker room before you even tape your joint up he watch you get your hands taped he watch you put the gloves on. So that's like the referee got to be in on that. So that's like a far fetched theory to me. And, and then also, number two, it yeah. Oh, and, and, and you also have your trainer watch them take the gloves, <laughs> take the hands, and put on the gloves. The trainer. So I left that part. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I left that part. Uh-oh. Most far fetched is you got two people. The ref and the trainer stand. Two. I just think. He's just a the, the 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 boxing technician like Lennox Lewis, things of that nature. Like he's not a, like a jab, 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 or he got a good jab type type fighter. He's a I'm looking for that one shot. If I catch you, you mine. And that's what he is. Even in the first fight, that's what happened pretty much. The dude outboxed him the whole time, basically. He just caught him a couple times and made the fight look closer than what it was the first time the dude outboxed him too. So Tyson, yeah. Yeah. Never Dante really has never boxed anybody. Again, mm-hmm. he's not a boxer. He's a brawler. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's a brawler. So that that's my whole thing. So when you say boxer, I think we'll, I, do I really consider him a boxer? I I'll say yeah because of the profession, but as far as like a technician, no. Because okay. he's not known for like defense or anything like that, like Floyd or anything like that. He's known for that one punch. Even Tyson can jab you a little bit. Tyson wasn't just a one hit acquitted. He could go seven to ten rounds with you, and he'll catch you maybe. But that's about it. I think so. I yeah. think he just a, he just a one hit acquitted. Hold on for a minute. So look, we got Joseph. Yo, Joseph, you there? Yo, yo, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, so listen, uh, we gonna get back into the Dante Wilder question, but gotta have you on because you know Gators won fans for it. Even though I think they should uh, re- do a recount, <laughs> um, something something's not right. You know, Florida was not they, not. They, they can count it for four more quarters, and you're going to get the same result, baby. Yeah, um. yeah, probably the mailman did not deliver <laughs> or anything, or anything like that. But, man, welcome welcome to the podcast. We're talking about Deontay Wilder. I think Ryan was up next. Uh, and then you can come on in if you got something to add on that, Joseph. Sure enough. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, Joseph, you might as well get ready to start because I'm going to make this real quick. <laughs> I knew Deontay wasn't ready to fight when I seen him land on his girlfriend. <laughs> if, if anybody watched, anybody watched the pre-fight, that man looked like he knew what was about that. <laughs> I mean, yo, him to be if 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 anybody ever seen two people about to fight and you see one person let come on now. I mean, he looked like 
he, he, I mean, he kind of looked like I'm in trouble. If I don't knock him out as fast as I can, I'm loose. And then the, the last thing I got to say is, dude, I thought Adrian Broner did something disrespectful about humping the guy when he lost. Man. But the dude lick your blood. He lick your blood. Uh, bro, bump the gloves, bro. Like, I'm finding you after the box match. I'm finding you after the box match, bro. You got it. You got. I'm sorry. You ain't gonna lick my blood in front of national TV, bro. No, no. If if, if anything, go after him for that. Go after him for for that. Not the cheating, but for like sexual assault or something. And file a lawsuit at this point, for that. I gotta jump in. At this point, Deontay has every right to pull a Mike Tyson and bite his ear. If they ever fight again, he should just bite his ear and end the fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't you lick my blood. I got I gotta do something violent, you know. Like, I gotta redeem my. I gotta like, take a cheap shot. Because <laughs> we know you gonna beat me again if we fight. You gonna win again. Right. I just gotta do something strange. This gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Justin, what you got, man? Justin, what you got? What What was the uh, What's the topic? What so, the so we talk about Deontay Wilder uh, accusing, um, you know, saying people spite this drink. Uh, his call he called his uh trainer a coward. Um just just what's your overall thoughts on it? I mean you you, you ask him, you know, what are what are my overall thoughts on his actions? Yeah. You know, um I really at this point, man, I really don't I really couldn't even answer that because I really don't pay him too much attention anymore. You know what I'm saying? Um I gotta go pretty much with what, what Ashawn said, you know, in in regards to he's not a boxer. You know, um, first of all, in my opinion, he does just go for the for the big for the big knockout. You know what I'm saying? Um, I felt like he I feel like he could very easily be be worn down if he runs into a pure boxer. But as far as as far as his out of the ring antics, I honestly haven't haven't even been keeping up with the guy. If you want to know the truth, man, I, I really don't even know what's going on with him, bro. Yeah, it's like it's like I put it like this. It's like a, it's a good episode of Love and Hip Hop. So, uh, so, so let, let's talk about something that you do know, though. Uh, we got Tyson Jones, which would be up. Uh, is it this weekend? Is it this weekend? It this weekend? It's coming it's cool. soon. It's, it's coming right. soon. So yeah. we got Tyson Jones. Look, my whole thing. I just don't want Roy to die. I just man. hope you don't die, uh, Joseph. Man. Let's start with you, man. So what you got, what you got on the, on this fight? What's your thoughts? It's got oh, closer now. Man, Tyson gonna eat. I mean, he gonna eat. He gonna cook. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jones at, at this point, it's, it's almost like I really just think the man trying to save face at this point. Like, like you know what I'm saying? I think that he knows that he made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Like, you about to step into a, into the ring with a monster. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all seen the recent picture that was just uh put out. Um, I think it was yesterday or today on Facebook. Or it was recently. Tyson, man. Tyson back in, in, in tip-top shape, man. Like, he back in, like, late 80s, you know, uh, Mike Tyson punch-out shape. And it's like Jones looking real glass Joeish right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, I don't I don't even think it's going to be a good fight, bro. I think it's going to be maybe a round. A round, that's about it. Yeah, if he ain't glass Joe, he, uh, Definitely pissing Honda. Uh, what you what you got, uh, Ashawn? <laughs> I, I I I got a little different perspective on this, and that's because I went to Vegas. Okay, and let me tie all this in. Now Tyson, I went to the dispensaries. He has his own weed. I watched the Boosie interview. Right, Tyson on that thing smoking like a chimney. Now I don't know 
when you prepare for a fight, are you supposed to be smoking like this? Because the way this man was smoking, he was smoking like he was on drink champ. Now, like that's how he was smoking. Now, if it go past four, five rounds, Roy might got a chance because of the stamina. That's what I'm saying. But now, if he catch Roy, we know Roy got a, got a soft job. We already know that he ain't really been hit in his career like Floyd, so he'll go down. But I'm just saying, I don't know. I, the picture look good. But if, if if Tyson smoking I 
Well, you need to bring us back on the next podcast after the fight so we can talk about it. Yeah, we do it. You know, you, that's gonna be a good one. The only prerequisite is you gotta have a beard. Everybody got beards, so. No, I will. No, I <laughs> so, uh, so, so real quick. <laughs> so real quick. Um, so college football. Um, we got it's, it's it's rolling around. We got some cancellations. Uh, right now, I think uh, Alabama's number one. Uh, Ohio State two. Notre Dame three. Clemson four. And depending on what poll you're looking at, Texas A&M is at five, or Florida's at five. You know, uh, I, think it's, I think it's Florida. Yeah, depending on what poll you look at. Um, but so, who do you think it plays out the rest of the way? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, do you think Ohio State's going to um, win out? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Michigan ain't going to beat Ohio State. I, Ohio State's going to kill. Um, Indiana this weekend. What, what yeah. do y'all think? We let Joseph start since, he, since he's you know new, so uh, I know he's going. He's pro Gator, so. <laughs> I mean, you know, in 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 reference to the Gators, you know, I I do feel I can't say I feel like if as long as Trask can stay healthy, as long as you know we can get Kyle Pitts back, you know, ASAP. Um, I think we're gonna make a strong push. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that we. At this point, as far as the SEC is concerned, I think that we're Alabama's biggest test. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I feel like if we can come in with everybody healthy with our receiving core, you know, and our backfield is solid. We ain't got the best backfield in the world, but Damian Pierce is a grown man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do feel like we can make a, a, a true run for it. You know, as far as Ohio State, I really can't speak on them because we, they only play, what, two two games maybe? Yeah. They really we – really, I'm saying so we we really haven't seen them at this point you know um I mean I know that they're traditionally strong you know and especially with the quarterback that they have you know they're gonna they're gonna make a run for it also but as far as as far as who's gonna make the national championship man um it's gonna be Bama versus either Bama or Florida versus somebody if you ask me okay I could I could say versus who but it's gonna be one of them two teams versus somebody bro okay okay Sean what you got I'm going to go with Bama and Clemson. ACC always seems to give Alabama a problem. So Trevor Lawrence, I I, I believe in him uh, for the most part. So I, I, I would go with Alabama. Clemson's going to be right there in the championship game. That, that's what I would go with. That, that, those are two of my picks. Uh, my team's not in it for the state we've been building, so we're not going to talk about them. Man, look! <laughs> I wanted the I wanted Dion so bad to be the coach because I know he would uh, get that recruiting way up. But he's doing a bigger deed at Jackson State, so I salute him. Yeah, but that's that, that, that's my only commentary on on college football. Hopefully, the season don't get canceled because of the uh, COVID. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right, Tuki, what you got? Um, let me say this. So. I will say coming out of the SEC West is obviously going to be Bama. But I will say, I think, and this is no jab to Florida, and I, even though I am a Georgia fan, I think the way I sat there and watched Texas A&M run all over Florida, it, and I mean Texas A&M, what's that boy at Texas A&M, the running back? He uh, put up like 160 some or whatever it was. Yeah, he beat us by. And then I just sat there and watched Arkansas last Saturday. 
In Arkansas, you talk about uh, maybe two-star, three-star talent across the board. No real four, five-star talent is out there in Arkansas. Arkansas was able to move the ball in Florida, too, and I find that to be a little bit concerning because when you talk about going up against Alabama in the SEC championship, if they don't shore up that, that defensive front, and they still can't control the line of scrimmage, just they full line, they full front line, and they have to start bringing folks up to the line. Bama gonna eat that up. Now that's just my opinion for the SEC. So, with that being said, obviously, if Alabama were to win that game, and I think they do win the SEC championship, obviously it's gonna be Bama. The team, unfortunately, and I just, I just don't like Ohio State, man. I don't. I don't like. Me neither. I, I don't like them either. But what I'm seeing is they're going to get a cakewalk ride to the Final Four. They're going to get a cakewalk ride to the playoffs. See, yeah, that's my so problem. What's going to happen is Bama's going to be one. And I'm thinking right now, the way the four seed is shaking up because the Clemson lost that game, you're going to see Bama and Clemson play early. It's going to be Bama and Clemson, one and four. And then your two and three going to be Ohio State. Who do we, who else did we say was in the mix? Um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Two teams I really don't care for. But then again, you got to remember, uh, Notre Dame and Clemson, if, ever, if they win out, they'll play the for the HFC championship. championship. So, Correct. Uh, Which if, I think Clemson will win that. So, good point. And if a and um, wins out, it's a good chance that they might sneak in SEC get two teams. You know, good. Uh, good, good point. So, so, I think my two teams for the, for the national championship would be Alabama. And as much as it pains me to say it, uh, could be Ohio State. It could be. Simply because of that early loss Clemson took. And I don't know if Clemson, like, break, back to your point with ACC Championship and them playing Notre Dame, who knows what may happen in that. So if they lose that, you're going to have a Alabama or no, Ohio State. Yeah. I can see that. And then uh, Cincinnati going to get left out and going to be called the uh, – yeah. they're going to play in yeah, the National Championship. Ryan, you got you got any thoughts on this? I think that you should have changed the. Um, I think you should have changed the question that who Alabama gonna play in the national championship. <laughs> that's 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 what you should ask. Um, I don't watch college football because I'm tired of Nick Saban. So <laughs> I see him all the time playing. So I mean I don't know, man. I say Nick Saban. I mean uh, Alabama and Clemson, but okay. Alabama going, man. Okay, yeah. got you. So. So listen, so it's the last 10 minutes of the show, and it's tradition, Ryan Hill, where Ryan, he comes up with the craziest scenarios, um, (laughs) (laughs) with the craziest scenarios, Uh, so we're going to pass it over to Ryan, we're going to pass it over to Ryan, and Ryan, I'm doing a podcast, man, and Ashanti, I'm on Zoom, (laughs) (laughs) he forgot to push mute, he's doing, we are doing a podcast, so Ryan, uh, scenario time, man, give it to us. Oh man, scenario time. Okay, uh, one of the questions that I read that I seen, I think I already told you more, but um, if you guys had a choice, right, of receiving a hundred million dollars, right, or you can be the reason for every virus being cured, and it'd be no more racism or sexism. But it's the sacrifice for, of, of your life. Which one you would choose? $100 million. Yeah. That's a quick one for me. And I can tell you why. Listen, that's a quick one. I'm going to give you an answer. So one thing I'm talking about, and 
Sean knows this because me and Sean have talked. I'm actually in the process of writing a book. And in the process of writing this book, I talk about the essential things that racism needs to um, thrive and survive. If you look at the United States of America, one thing this country is not credited for being a good exporter of is racism. You know, we talk about cotton, we talk about tobacco, industry, steel, you name it, corn and all that stuff we ship to other countries. One thing we also ship out and export is racism. We import it too. Um, I say, I say, give me the $100 million because mm. racism is not something that will ever stop, in my opinion. If you look at racism, essentially what it is, it's a it's a superior class. It's a it's a classist type ideology where I am better for you because of A, B, C, D, and E, based upon systematic things that have been put in place to benefit me. Therefore, now that I am on top, based on the socioeconomic demographics in America, the ghettos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I'm not gonna relinquish my right. I think racism will always exist because somebody like me would have $100 million or somebody like this person would have $0. It's perpetuated because of the lack thereof. Some people have, some people don't. Uh, Slavery is the main reason why we have racism in this country, which is the main fuel behind it. But can it ever be cured? I don't think it's But let's say in this instance, though, it will be cured. You just got to die for it. (laughs) <laughs> would you do it let's say that it will be cured and you just gonna die and no more racism oh you said we gotta die I didn't, I didn't hear that part that I had to die uh, listen listen <laughs> the question is you get a hundred million dollars or with your sacrifice of your life there'd be that it would end racism hmm oh no I can answer that quick no, give me that hundred million right now. Like I, I do my, <laughs> I, do, I, I open up a bunch of different, uh, you know, mentorship programs and do my best to, to you know, uh, 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 uplift the culture. But I ain't finna get out of it. <laughs> but hey, but for your kids, hey, but for your kids, your grandkids, like all your. Family member, they won't experience no more racism because of your death. Uh, <laughs> well, think about it like this too, man. With one hundred million dollars, you can insulate yourself from it. You really could. It's selfish. Right. It is a selfish way to think. You can insulate yourself from a lot of racism with hundred million. I'm gonna tell you like Jay Z said. I can't help the poor from one of them. So give me that hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> right, bro. I was with you till you said I had to die for it, bro. I was all in with the culture. I swear I was. I was all in with the culture, but that changed everything. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> What you got, Ashawn? What you doing, Ashawn? <laughs> I'm gonna be the, 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 the sacrifice. I I I'll go ahead okay. and die like MLK. I go ahead okay. and die and let, let and let the next generation experience something I didn't get to see. So that's that's very noble. I I'll, t- I'll take one. I, I'll take one for the team because I feel I feel like if I could make it in this world with with, with the surrounding circumstances as it is, racism now. But I, I just feel like, given a level playing field, my kids and the next generation shouldn't have really too many other excuses. So we, we, we should be right there financially, right with them, or economics and everything else. That's so no I, 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 I'll take the sacrifice. I'll take the sacrifice. And because of this reason, Asia will get a holiday. 
Trump supporters to die because they're like a black man saved us. <laughs> they have a heart attack. Like <laughs> hey, I'd rather die. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't hey, even call him what I want to call him because it don't exist no minute. more. <laughs> Somebody still be mad at you. But look, yeah. <laughs> well, look man, so look, we about to wrap this thing up, man. It has been a blast. We got Keith, we got Ashawn, we got Ryan. And Joseph, tell us once again about LT Stogies, man. Tell us about these wonderful cigars. I've been on the road, so I ain't been home to celebrate. So I still got to get mine. But I do got something to celebrate in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Lord willing, in the creek don't ride. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to get one of these oh, yeah, Stogies. Man. So tell us about it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lo- it's a uh, locally owned uh, black company that myself and uh, one of my good friends, two of my good friends, um, Tony Cosby and uh, 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 another one of our Shriner brothers, a guy named uh, Lamar Odom. Um, really, they started it. You know, like I said, I'm just kind of I'm more or less a, a silent partner that teaches me the business right now. And eventually, I'm actually gonna strike out on my own. Um, the the plan is for me to also have my own brand that I'm over. But as far as LT Stogies itself right now, like I said, you know, it's myself, it's Tony, and it's Lamar Odom. Uh, you can check us out, man, at www.ltstogies.com. Um, you know, just go on there and choose your flavor, and we'll be your savior for the night. You know, um, everything everything moving real good, man. And like I said, you know, we've been in business now for probably about, about roughly two years. About roughly two years, you know. So, um, like I said, we're just trying to build right now, man. But things are moving very, very, very well. You know, we've uh, we've come out, you know, now we have probably about about 10 or 12 different uh, types of sticks that we got going, man. So, uh, things things looking up. Awesome. Awesome, man. Uh, hey, Sean, so I, I, know, I know you got a podcast that's, that's in, the, in the making as well as a, a YouTube show. Any, any news on that? Uh, I'll probably start shooting something next month, and I hope to get a couple of you guys on there. Uh, we'll do topics like this, you know, politics, sports, uh, rap, music, fashion, whatever. So that, that's what I'm going to be open to doing. Okay, awesome. And just, you know, explore exploring uh, different perspectives on uh, issues. Gotcha. Awesome, man. So anytime you need to come on, you know, just, just let me know. You know, I'm on the phone call away. And Keith, the author, man, the, he ain't wearing them glasses for no reason. He's got a book coming out. Uh, what's yeah. what's the name of your book and when can we expect? It's untitled. It's uh, untitled. So um, I, I I can tell you the story how this book came about. So at the very beginning of the pandemic, um, and I know we got to wrap up soon. Uh, so this 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 book started because of the pandemic. A lot of people were looking in despair, like "Woe is me!" Uh, people losing a job, people getting sick, and I said, "What can I do to use this time in a very resourceful way?" to create something that you know in in a written form that would leave a legacy of my life the story of my life something for my kids to be able to grab a hold to and tell the story of pop so uh you'll hear more about it in a few coming days weeks i give more information more i'm invited on the show you'll hear more about it then but it's still in the works awesome well i'm gonna tell you one thing i'm gonna buy it i don't want a freebie i'm gonna buy it 
Um, and I just want you to sign it. So, uh, with, with that being with that being said, look, we're gonna sign off. Listen, this is the Beard Always Wins. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle. But more importantly, it's a podcast. And you can find us anywhere and everywhere podcasts are listened to, whether it's uh, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify. Uh, I don't even have Spotify, but we on there. But uh, yeah, so we everywhere. So listen, that's the Beard Always Wins. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle. More importantly, it's a podcast. Thanks for supporting. All right.